You're listening to Lunch with Lloyd on Dubai I 103.8. Hi there, it's Mark Lloyd and welcome along to this podcast. We spoke on the show this week about some Bruce Springsteen lyrics for Thunder Road that were going under the hammer and how much they were going to bring. And that got us talking about which lyrics we would just love to own and hang in our living room. We had some amazing songs coming up for that. And which song would you pay top dollar for? We also took a look at Tavlo, the app designed to bring people strangers together to dine with each other and have fantastic conversations. We also had Design and Dine where you can be rather artistic when you go out to have dinner and come back with your very own artwork. Paris Norris took us up in the sky with a look at various sports that we can do in the skies and also Meg and the Miracles, a young lady who's just nine years of age. She sang for us live on the show and she blew us away and let me tell you, even Alicia Keys is a big fan. Do enjoy the podcast and I'll be back live with you, of course, weekdays from 11 o'clock only on Dubai Eye 103.8. You're listening to Lunch with Lloyd on Dubai Eye 103.8. Now, I wanted to talk um, today about lyrics of songs as Bruce Springsteen's handwritten lyrics for Thunder Road for you and Knight are going to be going under the hammer on October the 28th, as will two harmonicas used on the songs Thunder Road and Johnny 99. Brilliant for Springsteen fans. Now, the Thunder Road manuscript has an estimated selling price of $70,000. Imagine owning that and having it in uh, framed and in your living room. What a conversation piece that would be with your uh, dinner guests, wouldn't it? Now, um, I'm asking you guys if you could buy or bid for any lyrics of any song, which one would you pay top? dollar for for me my song would be what's going on by marvin gay i would love to have the handwritten lyrics hanging in my living room and proudly show them off to guests coming over for dinner not that i have many guests over for dinner but when i did i would definitely show them those handwritten lyrics which song of any song any genre any era would you love to own the handwritten lyrics for and you'd be you know paying top dollar for them uh we're getting some great ones coming in thank you phil for yours definitely the handwritten lyrics for stairway to heaven i would love to own there'd be a lot of them wouldn't there and uh, also alison text in what a wonderful world by louis armstrong fantastic lyrics and uh, i would love to see them hanging in my living room kumar joins us on line number one good morning kumar how are you doing sir i'm fine how are you Mark? very good so when it comes to lyrics what would you pay top dollar for to have uh, in your possession to actually own uh definitely imagine from john lennon what a song um any reason why well, uh, the way it was sung, the, the, what it means, what it represents, uh, it's, it's timeless, you know, and uh, it's uh, relevant in every, every way, every way. Would so, you say it's probably John Lennon's finest piece of uh, writing? I would say one of the finest, yes. Yeah. Even the video, if you see the video, it's so, so amazingly short. It is. He's on the white piano, isn't he, there? And, yes, uh, yeah, yes. and the way the doors are opened and, you know, it's like, it's like hope coming in and, it's very poetic in every way. Yeah. Amazing. yeah. Well, I hope one day that, uh, you know, they go under the hammer and you manage to put a bid in, um, Kumar. I think it would be quite a lot of money that those lyrics would go for. A lot. A lot of money, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Kumar, thanks so much for your messaging. Um, and we've got Finn joining us on line number two. Good morning, Finn. How are you? 
Good morning, I'm very well, thank you. Now, I know, Finn, you are really into music. Um, you're big fans of um, certainly Hall and & Oates and uh, a lot of different styles of music. Oh, yeah. You're really into mm-hmm. it. But, you know, if it had to be one song that you could own the handwritten lyrics to, which one would it be? I think it would be Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen. It's just so unique. Um, it has, like, pop and it has opera very just incredible it is an incredible piece of music now and it, it almost got rejected didn't it i don't know if you've seen the movie bohemian rhapsody but when they took it to the record company they hated it and didn't yes. like it at all oh yes yeah and too long yeah it was too long uh, too operatic we had, nobody wants to hear freddie mercury singing opera and it nearly didn't make the cuts but of course it's gone on to become one of the greatest lyrics uh, of all time. I mean, Queen, I didn't know you were a big fan of Queen. Uh, do you own any of their yeah. music? Yeah. Oh, yes, and I've seen them twice. Oh, wow. A um, long time ago, yeah. I saw them at Wembley and uh, I think it was Milton Keynes as well. Very good. Oh, uh, my God. And this was with, with Freddie? Oh, yes, yes. Oh, my yes. goodness. I'm envious yeah. of you, Finn. It How- was fantastic. Well, they're fantastic. When at, at Milton Keynes, because uh, I'm not very tall, and about the first couple of songs, all I could see was, like, Freddie's arm. So, I, <laughs> in the end, uh, my boyfriend and I, we went right up to the end of the... Uh, you could sit on the slope, the grass slope. Yeah. So, that was all right. Yeah. So, you could, yeah. see, you, you could see the whole oh, Freddie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes, well, yes. Well, Finn, I hope one day you do get to own those lyrics for uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. I think it would be a whole lot of money. Um, But uh, uh, you never know. They just might go under the hammer one day. Of course, uh, handwritten, I'm sure, by the one and only Mr. Freddie Mercury. Keep um, lyrics from Flying Without Wings by Westlife. Uh, is another one that's come in from uh, Milani. And thank you, John, for your message. Love of the common people. Um, That's, of course, by Paul Young, isn't it? Love of the common people. Uh, Those are the lyrics that you would just love to have hanging in your living room. And we're going to go to the lines where Miranda joins us. Good afternoon, Miranda. How are you doing? I'm fine, Mr. Lord. How are you? Very, very good. Now, you've got three, I think, on your list that you would really love um, to have, to own. Um, So tell me, what are they? So number one was Taylor Swift's love story. I like how she literally tells the story while singing. Okay, that's a great choice. Uh, uh, I like that one for number one. Uh, What's your second one? Black or White by Michael Jackson. I really love that one. Because of the rhythm and the beat. Yeah, it's a great video as well, isn't it, to go along with that, yeah. with, the, with the kind of changing faces. But my favourite, uh, Miranda, uh, that you've texted in, is your third one. Tell me why uh, you chose this song. Fight song, because my daughter in school, she's been learning how to make, how to do fight song in sign language, so I was pretty much very involved in that, and I helped her. And it's it's got a great message to it, that one, hasn't it? You know, to really kind of, you know, whatever you're going through, to stand up for yourself and, uh, you know, fight and you will come through. Yeah, and to never give up. Never give up is the big message on that one. So, uh, Miranda, do you think you ever might own any of those songs? <laughs> I highly doubt. <laughs> yeah, I mean, would you pay $70,000 for some handwritten lyrics like it's expected Bruce Springsteen's Thunder Road would go for Oh, probably not. (laughs) Well, Miranda, I love those three songs, all with great messages. Sunil is joining us. Good afternoon, Sunil. How are you? 
Good afternoon, Mark. How are you? Nice to speak to my neighbour from Manchester again. (laughs) Yes, I know. We're not going to talk football today. We're going to talk all things music. And uh, we're asking our listeners today, if you could own uh, a song with the handwritten lyrics and hang it in your home, what would it be? This is off the back of the story that um, the Bruce Springsteen tune, Thunder Road, is going to be going under the hammer on October the 28th. Uh, They reckon they're going to get $70,000 for it. So if there was a song, Sunil, that you would love to own in your uh, living room, the handwritten lyrics, what would it be? It would definitely be Waiting for a Girl Like You by The Farner. Wow, that obviously is a special song to you. Why is it so special? Uh, well, it's a heavy rock brand, as you know, and this is one of the, um, what, what's it called? Uh, not, uh, uh, kind of so- it's one of the soft rock kind of, um, you know. Well, it's, a, it's a romantic song and yeah. it's absolutely beautiful. I mean, it, in, in our days, as you know, the songs were like stories as opposed to a sentence that is repeated over and over again, which is happening nowadays. Right. And it's, 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 it's beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, it is a beautiful song, um, Waiting for a Girl Like You, an absolute uh, masterpiece. You've also uh, put one on your list that I didn't know, Me and the Elephant by Gene Cotton. What, what's that one? I, I, I heard this in London like 40 years ago, and I couldn't find it. It took me 26 years to find the CD in, in Thailand. I happened to visit Thailand. <laughs> really? And so, and shop. It's, I mean, the lyrics are just un- unbelievable. It's all about a chap that goes to sue with his go to the zoo with his girlfriend they break up he goes back to the zoo without his girlfriend he says the rhino forgot you the hippo forgot you but me and the elephant we still remember you (laughs) i love that it is a magical song yeah thanks sunil for those stories of uh, some of your favorites line number two has got andrew on it hi andrew how are you Good afternoon. I'm great, thank you. How are you? Fantastic. So, um, songs. If you could own the handwritten lyrics for any song, what would it be and why? Well, my three all-time favourite tracks are Stairway to Heaven, Led Zeppelin, which one of your yeah. listeners has already put in. Yeah. Piece of poetry, that is. Santana Europa, but that's instrumental, so that doesn't fit the category. <laughs> okay. So it would have to be Pink Floyd, Shine On You Crazy Diamond. Pink Floyd, <laughs> Shine On You Crazy Diamond. Um, and this was written as a tribute to one of their past members, I believe. That's right. Sid Barrett was uh, one of the founder members, and um, probably the inspiration really behind the whole of Pink Floyd. Sadly, he went off the rails a little bit, and uh, he ended up uh, not in the band anymore. But the band members, a lot of the lyrics that they write, and quite a few wish you, here, wish you were here, and Shine On You Crazy Diamond were both tributes to their former uh, mate, friend, and also uh, bandmate. And it's just a beautiful piece of poetry uh, about how, you know, he, he his charisma shone like a diamond, and they, they obviously wanted that to sort of carry on through their music. It's a be- beautiful instrumental parts to it and just beautiful lyrics. I'd be very proud to have that on my wall. <laughs> Would you be willing to pay um, top dollar for it, Andrew? <laughs> if I had the money, I definitely would. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, have a brilliant day and thanks for your call. Ariane joins us on line number three. Good afternoon, Ariane. What song would it be for you? Hi, Mark. Good afternoon. Um, for me, it's going to be The Woman by John Lennon. Okay, um, that is my favourite song by John Lennon. We've already had Imagine, <laughs> we've had Imagine come in from one of our other listeners. Why, woman? Why, why would you want to choose that one to to own, Ariane? Um, I think it's just not um, a song made for his hus- her, his wife, 
but basically for all the women's hard work and all the sacrifices. Yeah, uh, yeah. Really nice. The lyrics is all uh, is pertaining to all those sacrifices and hard work. Right. Uh, great choice, that one, Ariane. I'll try and play that song for you a little bit later on yes, um, today. Uh, we've been asking you guys uh, um, today, if you could own the lyrics of a certain song, which one would it be? Um, thank you, Andy, for yours. Lying Eyes by the Eagles. Oh, what what words, what lyrics. An absolute beauty from from you there, Andy. Uh, Dave, uh, Dave Jones, you messaged in The Tunnel of Love by Dire Straits. And Anthony, you've picked a beauty as well. Uh, the song I would choose to hang on my wall is My Way by Frank Sinatra. It just reminds me every day to do things the way that I want and not to follow the herd. That is an absolute brilliant one. This is Dubai I 103.8. You're listening to Lunch with Lloyd. Yeah, welcome back to the show. It's a Sunday morning. Thanks for all your messages that are coming along, which I will get to very shortly. But if you love your food and you love meeting new people, which I think we all do, then uh, you may also love this brand new app. It's called Tavlo, and it connects strangers over food. And joining me now is the founder, uh, that's Sandro Andrick, uh, joining us on the show. Good morning, Sandro. How are you? Good morning, Mark. Or good afternoon, however you prefer. <laughs> now then, tell me a little bit about this app, Tavlo, and uh, why did you create it? For sure. So Tavlo is a social dining app, meaning that it brings people to share a curated uh, dining experience. Um, you know, today we live in a very kind of lonely world. It's a modern world, and people are getting more and more lonely, especially after unfortunate COVID-19 pandemic, I see among people that they are seeking to like meet new people. They want to like go out there finally that they are able to. And I came up with the concept of Tavlo, which is a dining experience of eight people. So you can come solo or you can bring a friend. And then if you do, you join uh, six other people and you have a shared dining experience in carefully selected restaurants all over Dubai. Those experiences will be curated by the restaurants, so it will help ease the conversation. And we really want people to uh, socialize, to get to those kind of more meaningful conversation over really delicious food. And when I was thinking about this app, I was thinking, what do people in Dubai love? And I'm sure the first thing that comes on your mind is food. Uh, So I kind of wanted to merge food and kind of this urge of meeting new people and that's how tableau was made all right so that's the origins of it so how exactly does it work uh, once we log on to this app what options have we got is it different types of menus and you know uh, maybe the kind of people that, that we want to meet the age groups um t- just tell me more about it Sure. Just to take a step back, we are currently in pre-launch phase. We are launching this month. So at the moment, uh, there's only a wait list that people can sign uh, up for, and those yeah. are will be invited firstly. Uh, but for the launch, app will be released, which is end of this month. And once you download the app, you'll have kind of set instructions about how to use the app, just to like clarify any doubts. And then you have two-week calendar where you can pick a date that suits you the best, and you will see which restaurants are available on that date. Once you choose your restaurants based on your cuisine or just what you prefer, uh, you will have different time slots, and you can pick the time slot that works the best for you. Uh, and following that, depending on the restaurant, you'll have different packages. Each package will have set menu with options. We will also try to custom all dietary needs. 
and uh, some restaurants will be having packages so we can also custom everyone's preference and then once you sign up for the dinner you're ready to go you're ready to go and meet people identities of people will not be revealed until you uh, actually go to the dinner and then you meet them that's why some people might prefer to bring a friend and then meet other people together this is just for the beginnings uh, later on uh, in our phase two which will be launched later um, after the new year will be more matched on your interests and people will be having dinners based on their interest and for example if you got new experts from your country and you want to try to meet more people from your country in a restaurant that serves your country's cuisine that also will be an option so more upgrades are coming that Mm. are going to be quite exciting so it's going to develop as time goes on um exactly uh, are we asked kind of ask questions as to our our likes what are our interests you know mark lloyd likes thai cuisine and he's really into music and he loves going to see live bands are are there going to be questions like that to kind of you know streamline uh, the people that perhaps we would enjoy having dinner with Thank you for the question. Um, just to maybe say something you mentioned, like Thai food, our first restaurant uh, has Thai cuisine. So that's a fun fact. Um, yes, so once you uh, create your profile, when you download the app and you start making your profile, you'll be able to choose your interests. Yep. So based on that, you can, uh, we'll be able to see what you prefer or like. Okay, um, so when is it going to be available to actually join? When can we log on and, uh, you know, become part of, uh, of Tableau? Uh, by the end of the month, the release date is still a secret because we have around 5,000 people who are on the wait list getting excited, and those will be invited first, Yeah. Uh, two days ahead. So stay tuned. If you can follow us on our Instagram page, we'll reveal the date very soon, but it's this month. Okay. And, and how many restaurants are going to be involved? Uh, you know, is it, uh, I mean, we've got so many in the city of Dubai with every different cuisine that you can imagine. I mean, how many will there be to choose from actually on the app? So uh, the plan is to go on rollout basis. In the beginning, there are going to be just a few. Uh, and then as we develop, there are going to be more and more. When choosing the restaurants, as you said, there are many, but we really want restaurants that provide a perfect atmosphere for the conversation. We don't want loud music. We want kind of separated table. It's usually going to be uh, either a private room or just a table that's a bit separated so people can actually have those conversations. Uh, so we are looking to really partner with restaurants that can that kind of merge with Talos missions. Okay. And Sandro, I've got to ask you, what what is your kind of uh, favorite cuisine? If you were going to choose on your app which kind of food you were going to dine uh, with uh, with new people, what would it be? Uh, That's a really tough question. Uh, (laughs) I would say I would go for Italian cuisine because that's kind of close to home. Right, you're a pasta man then. Well, uh, Sandro, thank you so much for joining us. The founder of Tavlo is going to be launching this month and uh, we'll see you meeting new people and also enjoying fantastic conversation with great food. What could be better than that? This is Lunch with Lloyd. On Dubai Eye, 103.8. You're welcome back into the show, Lunch with Lloyd, through two o'clock. Now, uh, cash your minds, growing up, all of us would want to paint or draw at school. But as we get older, we forget all the creative activities that we used to do, where 
we just don't have the time anymore. So one lady is making sure that our creative juices just don't run dry. Joining me on the show right now is Gemma Gallagher, the founder of Design and Dine. Good afternoon, Gemma. How are you doing? Hi, Mark. How are you? It's lovely to chat to you again. Yeah, yeah it, it certainly is. And so tell me, um, what is the Design and Dine concepts all about? So Design and Dine is really a concept where we aim to make art accessible to everybody, like you said. So um, we do events around DIA, mainly in Abu Dhabi and Dubai. And what happens is you'll come along. You don't need any experience at all. So it's always aimed at complete beginners. And you will learn how to create your own canvas painting from start to finish over the course of the event. And during um, the time that you're getting creative, you're also enjoying food and drinks in various hotels. So we run it in hotels around Abu Dhabi and Dubai. Uh, this month, we actually have some at the end of October in the Doubletree um, by Hilton and JBR. And we've got one in the West in Abu Dhabi as well. Um, and this month, for example, we have a new theme every month. So this month, the theme is the streets of the Middle East. And all the paintings that you'll learn to create are inspired by art and architecture from around the Middle East. And we do it as a brunch event. So it's quite fun and sociable and interactive. People can eat and have, have some drinks, listen to music while they're painting. Okay, um, it sounds like a lot of fun. I have actually tried this um, a, a few months back. Um, now, as an artist yourself, do you actually get involved with the diners, give them tips, point them in the right direction as to how to paint and to draw? I do indeed, yes. Yeah. So I've painted my whole life. It's obviously a passion of mine, but I also see it as an opportunity to um, for people to just enjoy themselves and bring people together in a new way. So I love getting involved um, with the audience. I'll normally host it alongside some of my team, other artists and art instructors. And um, a while ago, I actually used to be a teacher in a school. So I'm used to teaching um, and I love doing that and I love sharing my passion for art. So I always go around and help everybody see, you know, people and give them like one-to-one support as much as possible. And we do like a lot of easy to follow demonstrations throughout the event to make sure that everyone can stay on track. So what kind of feedback have you had from uh, would-be artists, uh, you know, clients coming to dine? Have they kind of surprised themselves with some of the creations that they've uh, turned out? Yeah, it's actually amazing to see, you know, how proud people are of their paintings. So when people come, you know, you'll have some people that are, you know, quite creative and artistic already, but 99% of our guests are actually complete beginners and they're coming because they either want to try a new experience, they're looking to make new friends, just try out a new activity. And they'll always tell me, you know, Jem, I'm not creative. I can't draw a stick man. I have no experience. And then we break it up into like little easy sections. So by the end of the event, everyone has a complete painting and everyone's like always so surprised at how well they do. So it's really nice to see that people who maybe thought that they weren't creative or weren't artistic actually discover that they can paint after all. Uh, and does it get them back into painting maybe on a more regular basis you know okay they've got the one-off night there that they come along and and dine and paint with you but do you think it ignites a a little bit of a a passion again for getting artistic perhaps something that they did back in school yeah i think it really does i get a lot of great feedback from guests and customers who say you know once they've been to the event they might be regulars at the event they might come back all the time but then they will have maybe went home and started painting at home and painting, for example, like with their families, with their kids and taking it up as a more regular hobby. And I feel, especially in the last couple of years, you know, people are looking for more activities and more mindful activities and art can be very therapeutic. So we we actually do some 
retreat events as well where it's an overnight retreat and you do mindful painting and therapeutic art along with like yoga and meditation and people always say that they find it really relaxing and really therapeutic and that kind of helps them you know at home Mm -hmm. as well as doing like the fun brunch events so how often does it happen and and where can it take place and uh, where do we find all the details so you can find all the details um, on designanddine.ae on our website. And we also have designanddine.ae is our Instagram and Facebook handle as well. Um, we do a big monthly brunch in Abu Dhabi and Dubai every month. And we have around 100, 120 people that will come to that. So that's quite a big event. And then we also do like corporate events, team building activities, kids parties and private events, whether it's like an engagement party or a birthday or a celebration of some sort. So even if people don't come to the big public brunch events, they can book, you know, any type of painting event that they want really through us directly. And do they have to bring anything along, any materials or is all that provided? No, that's a good question. Everything is provided. So you literally just need to bring yourself. All the aprons are there, all the paint, all the canvases. You just come along with your friends or on your own as well, and everything is there for you, so you don't need to prepare anything. Awesome. Well, Gemma Gallagher from Design and Dine, I shall get my paintbrush at the ready and look forward to painting another (laughs) another creation uh, with uh, you. This is Dubai Eye 103.8. You're listening to Lunch with Lloyd. Yeah, welcome back to the show. We go to the lines right now, and parachuting into the show is the one and only guy in Dubai, Paris Norris. How are you doing, sir? I'm super well, thanks, Mark. How are you? Excellent. And I said parachuting because um, I believe we're going to be looking at all kinds of aviation sports this week. Absolutely. I thought we'd speak a bit more about adventure aviation sports. And in the past, we've spoken a bit about paramotoring and skydiving, which fall underneath that umbrella. But uh, adventure aviation sports is really uh, uh, becoming a big thing now, Um, you know, flight used to be something that was really just a way for, to travel from point A to point B. But in, in the last sort of uh, 20 years, it's become also uh, something more accessible by the average person. Um, and people can learn different ways of, of flying, whether it's uh, paramotoring, which is something I do, or skydiving, which is very popular, uh, ballooning, base jumping, all of these uh, things that some people see as a bit mad. Um, but they they are, you know, opening people's eyes to a different way of of experiencing adventures. And uh, I've certainly uh, got stuck in and, and been learning everything that I uh, everything that I can in the last few years. And it's really opened up a, a whole load of uh, amazing experiences for me. Let's start with the hot air ballooning. Um, talk me through a day. Um, if you're going to go on an adventure in a hot air balloon, I'm guessing you have to wake up at the crack of dawn and, uh, you know, head out to the location. Tell me about your experience of that particular uh, adventure. Yeah, well, hot air ballooning is all about seeing the landscapes. You know, it's, it's, it's a little bit slower than other aviation sports. It's real uh it's really a incredible way to see uh, the sunrise and you can do that here in the uae and dubai has a lot of um ballooning adventures um you can do it with platinum heritage or with balloon adventures and they work together you'd have to be up very early in the morning maybe even four four thirty in the morning yeah and uh you need to be ready to take off as the sun rises but the experience you'll have is 
is really incredible. Uh, when I did it, I claimed it was the best thing I've ever done. Um, and uh, the other day I did something else where I was actually flying alongside the hot air balloons uh, in a paramotor, uh, <laughs> joining their experience, flying around them. And they were wondering, who is this guy? Very curious, coming to take a look. But um, one of the great things about the desert is, you know, there's very few obstacles in the way. So some of the balloons can actually fly very low over the dunes to give you a sort of mm. magic carpet experience. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you actually start to realize that there's actually quite a lot in the desert. Um, you know, there's there's people that live there. There's obviously a lot of animals. Um, you'll see gazelles. You might see oryxes. Um, and so uh, it's, it's really an amazing way to see uh, what's around the city that we live in. Uh, yeah, I mean, do you need any training for this before you go up, or do you give any tips of things that we might want to um, to do? Um, because you're literally just in the basket, aren't you? Yes, well, you, uh, if you're just going to be a passenger, then uh, no, there's no training needed. Um, they'll explain to you a few safety protocols and how you're going to land, uh, which is, is never as pretty as you'd think it would be. Um, and uh, But generally, everything's safe and uh, and anyone can join in. Um, obviously, you know, there's also the option there that people might want to actually learn how to be a captain. Yeah, um, and yeah. uh, that's something that I would actually like to do, which I haven't done yet. Um, and of course, that is a, uh, a, a huge amount of training that goes into that, which will be, you know, theory courses and then actual practical courses with an instructor. And you have to have a certain amount of flight time uh, before you can get qualified. Okay, so that's hot air ballooning. Now, jetpacks um, you've got on your list here. Um, you know, are we going to feel like a spaceman with with, uh, with jetpacks? How does all this work? Well, th this is really the, the new age of personal travel, and it's not yet something that uh, your, your average person does. But uh, I met somebody uh, by the name of David Maiman um, who had spent the last 30 years developing jetpacks. And I saw him at the Abu Dhabi Air, uh, Red Bull Air Race. And he, he, he had this piece of equipment. And I said, what's this? He said, well, it's a jetpack and I'm going to fly off over here. I can go 250 kilometers an hour. <laughs> and I just watched him. I watched him take off like, you know, like James Bond or something yeah. and fly across the Abu Dhabi Corniche. And uh, afterwards, I, uh, I spoke with him and he said, you know, we, we can train you to use one of these in one week. Uh, the, the cost was about six thousand pounds, so you're looking at like, you know, mm. thirty-five to forty thousand, uh, or, or maybe it's more than that. Actually, forty thousand dirhams or something like that. And uh, you can you can train to actually fly in them. And and his vision for it was not just that um, sort of ad adventure athletes might do it, but also that delivery men for Amazon might be using these in wow. order to deliver your parcels and. Uh, and also things like rescue, you know, for um, rescue in mountains that people can actually mm. uh, uh, actually access people in, in difficult areas. So so this is, I believe, is going to be uh, a, a much more prominent thing in the future is, is jetpack travel. And would you try it? Have you, have you, you know, um, put out feelers to maybe have a go at this? Oh, you know I'd try it. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm absolutely dying to do it. It's <laughs> You know, if I had six thousand pounds lying around that I could just uh, throw away, uh, then then I'd do it. Um, but uh, yes, I mean, look, I I would love to give that a go and train properly. But then you've also got to think: once you've learned how to fly, 
then what? You know, then you yeah. need to have some equipment and that's going to be expensive. And, and it's usually when these things are new, um, there aren't yet regulations around them. Um, so I personally, because it's a very new uh, type of travel, I would rather um, join in not at the early stages, but a little bit further mm, down the let line. Let it develop and, a bit. Uh, let it develop a bit and then, and then, uh, and then learn from other people's mistakes. Okay, that's jetpacks then. Finally, paragliding, um, something that I've actually done. Uh, and I'm not the biggest action man in the world, but um, I've had a go at this and um, very prevalent over here in the UAE. Yes, well, so look, paragliding and paramotoring are sort of brother and sister, really. Um, yeah. uh, paragliding, you would need elevation. So you need to take off on mountains um, and then what you're, what you're trained to do is to catch thermals so that you can get lift and you can stay up there. Um, so uh, it's a great way to see um, beautiful landscapes and have the feeling of essentially you're a bird, you're, you're up there, and, mm. and it's very, peace, very peaceful when you're paragliding. Uh, contrary to paramotoring, where you've got a motor on your back, which uh, is a little bit more noisy, obviously, um, but you still have that feeling of, of, of being a bird. Uh, the advantage of paramotoring is that you don't need to take off on a mountain or an elevation you can take off on on flat ground so this is quite popular here in the uae um and uh, i i fly once or twice a week and and each time it's uh, a different experience you know like we uh, it's really incredible um i i don't know how else to describe it because uh, we fly very early in the morning and i i finish and i go for a coffee at eight in the morning and most people are getting up out of bed and and I've flown over the desert and, and seen some gazelles and some oryx and flown over mountains and, and just had the most incredible experience from the days only just started. And, and I really highly recommend it to anybody. It's, uh, uh, it doesn't take a huge amount of training, uh, but you do need to get trained. Um, equipment is relatively cheap compared to any other forms of flying, like, you know, where you might need an aeroplane or a gyrocopter or something like that. So um, highly recommend it. Awesome, Paris. Um, of course, uh, you put a lot of this onto film for uh, your uh, show, Guy in Dubai. Where can we see it? Yeah, so you know, we have a TV show called Guy in Dubai, which is on uh, Amazon Prime um, and OSN here in the region. And uh, we put a lot of these short little videos uh, on our social media. So check us out on Instagram at Guy in Dubai. And you might be able to see my most recent video uh, where I was flying my paramotor uh, alongside the hot air balloons and uh, and you see the kind of cool experiences that I get up to. You're a brave chap, Paris. Uh, thanks so much for joining us on the show once again. That's Guy in Dubai. Paris Norris. This is Lunch with Lloyd. On Dubai Eye 103.8. Yeah, welcome back to the show. Now, we're going to talk music next. And imagine at nine years old singing Fallen by Alicia Keys, then sharing your video on social media, and then finding out Alicia Keys has shared your video <laughs> well that is what happened to a nine-year-old singer meg who joins us right now with her father all the way from india i'll say good afternoon dubai time guys uh, so meg good let me... hey hey good afternoon hi guys let me ask you meg how loud did you scream when alicia keys shared your <laughs> video I actually think that the person next door got out of bed and started knocking at our door. <laughs> I actually thought like that. I screamed that loud. Wow. Uh, so, Rakesh, um, you're the father of Meg, of course. Uh, I know you were in a band. So, did you inspire and encourage your daughter uh, to start singing? 
Absolutely. From when she was four years old, she's been singing. And whenever she gets an opportunity to get up on stage with us, she would be like, wow, let's go, let's go. Let's start singing on stage. Really? So, yeah, no I holding her back, yeah? Inspired by me. <laughs> I mean, now we're going to hear a voice uh, very shortly. And trust me, when I say for a nine-year-old, it's super powerful. But I know, Rakesh, uh, when Meg was young, when she was born, she did have uh, some issues with her lungs, which have obviously, you know, thankfully yeah. righted themselves now. Tell me about that. Absolutely. So Meg was born as a preemie weighing less than 900 grams. And she had uh, she had to be tube fed and a lot of complications initially. So we had to literally wait for her to get out of the hospital. It took us more than like 90 days for her to get back to norm and for her to sing the way she sings now was purely a miracle. So that's why the name Meg and the Miracles. <laughs> I love that name, Meg and the Miracles. I've Thanks heard of Smokey so Robinson much. and the Miracles, but this is a new one on me, <laughs> Meg and the Miracles. Um, now, of course, Thanks. Meg, thankfully, your lungs are f- in full power. Um, <laughs> just tell us before you sing us a song, what ins- uh, artists really inspire you, Meg? Actually, Whitney Houston, Alicia Keys, Chantel Lane, Freddie Mercury, and... Uh, wow, MJ. all the big and voices. And, and uh, MJ, Freddie Mercury, of course, a massive voice. And, uh, yes, he's amazing. And as we heard there, Alicia Keys, who actually shared your video. Um, so you're going to sing us a few bars uh, of uh, a little tune for us. Um, which song are you going to do for us, Meg? I think I'll do Fallen. Yes, the one that got me to her story. The one that got you to this story, the Alicia Keys song, Fallen. Take it away. You are live across the city of Dubai. Meg, off you go. Thank you. I keep on falling in love with you. Sometimes to love you, sometimes to think of you. Sometimes I feel good, at times I feel used. Looking at you, darling, makes me so confused. Oh, I keep rolling in and out of love with you. I never look so out Could you give so much pleasure? Cause me so much pain. Just when I think, I think more than good food. I stop falling, back in love with you. I keep falling in and out of love with you. I never looked so well with the eyes of you.
With you, I never look around. With the eyes of you, I'm falling in and out. With you, I never look around. With the eyes of you. Thank you so much. Yeah, wow. wow. Fantastic, Meg. Meg and the Miracles. So um, what's next for you, Meg? I mean, what's the plan? Obviously, you're still at school Meg, yet. But do you plan yeah, Meg to- just released her first single before she turned 10 years old, produced by the Billboard charting Jayco Lawrence, Aaron Sarkar and Yomi. So the song is called Find My Way, which she wrote and composed by herself and which is streaming on all platforms and release worldwide. So that's a big inspiration for even adults, for a nine-year-old singer to put out her own song. It and is. there's one more exciting thing which is actually happening now. Okay. Chantel Lane is doing a remix of the first original that Dad was talking about right now. Yeah. So, so Chantel. Yeah, so yeah. Chantel Lane, the Grammy-nominated singer, is going to be doing a remix of Megan's original called Find My Way, which is going to be released soon as well. So that's so, so big. I mean, that's a big news it that is. we wanted to announce the first time on Dubai Eye. So We're getting uh, messages first. coming in, guys. Uh, thank you, Andrew, for your message. Uh, good afternoon, Mark. What an amazing young lady. Incredible voice and talent for someone you so, so young. Yeah, you, you have got a great talent. So uh, is the plan to become a professional singer, Meg? Yes, I want to become an international singer. <laughs> Okay, um, so I'm guessing you're, you know, writing more tunes and, uh, you know, you've got more songs uh, in your head. If we want to follow um, Meg, um, where do we need to head to, Rakesh? Yeah, so we called Meg and the Miracles on Instagram as well as on YouTube. And every music that we have on Spotify, iTunes, everything is by the name Meg and the Miracles. M-E-G-A-N-D. T-H-E-M-I-R-A-C-L-E-S Meg and the Miracles Meg and the Miracles And what, what about live gigs, uh, Meg? Have you sung, you know, in front of people, in, in, uh, in public? Oh, no, I was like, uh, outside the house or yeah. like by phone Yeah, outside the house and, you know, in front of an audience Yeah, we have something coming up So 31st of October is my first one in two years Right Yeah, she's been singing from the age of five with the band but this is going to be her exclusive Megan the Miracles gig on the 31st of October like on the main stage with close to around 15,000 people so that's another wow. big gig that we're looking forward that's to that's going to be amazing well Meg um, it's been great to hear you sing here in the city of Dubai we're going to keep our eyes on you Meg and uh, the Miracles and thanks Thank so much for so, being with so us much, Mark. thank you Meg thank you so so thank much shout so out much. to Dubai I much love family thank you so so much you're very yeah. welcome